One shot, one quill, back at it again. I'm Spencer, a co-host. With mm. me is my co-host, who shares equal power and credentials <laughs> and stature on this little pedestal that we record on. His name is Ben. And I, I will say it's weird, considering that I am like uh, five inches taller than you, that you have on our pedestal that we sit on made it so that we are exactly the same height. <laughs> Your mentioning of the five inches, uh, the very crucial five inches, is uh, reminding me of the fact that every time height is brought up, um, especially with strangers, you will always lie and lowball it by a, a few inches just to make anyone lying about their height feel especially <laughs> tiny. Well, and, that's, uh, my, that's my service to the I, world. I think you're a Harlequin trickster god, <laughs> <laughs> or at least an angel of one. This is One Shot, One Quill, a show that Ben is going to explain now. Yeah, uh, we take listener suggestions. Uh, we take one premise and two items and we mission mash them together. And then at the end, we hope we have a uh, kind of a uncooked cake for you to stick in the oven and pull out later. And it's a brainstormed one shot for a tabletop role playing game. That's right. If you guys try and just use this podcast to run a game, it's like Salmonella. Mm -hmm. Ben, this week we have three items and, if I'm not mistaken, four premises. Why don't you roll mm. some dice? Roll some bones. I don't have any bones, but I do have these bone dice, which are coincidentally made of rocks, so I don't know why they call them that. Um, That's weird. For premises, that'll be a three. The party receives news from a traveling halfling trader that he heard tale of a sickly old dragon on death's door in the mountains. Unbeknownst to the party, the halfling is actually a dragon in disguise and is picking particularly weak-looking adventurers to send to this place for easy food and treasure. Want to thank Andy for that one. Thank you, Andy. That's a fun one. I, yeah. I, I like that as a purpose for a one shot. All right. And so then we have four, no, three items. Three items. So go ahead and uh, roll the bones, as it were. <laughs> I don't know why every time you say roll the bones, it makes me yawn. Um, but that is a three. The snail of solidarity. Mm. This is a single use item. This item is a enchanted snail. When the snail is released, it will crawl upon one individual pointed out within 1d20 rounds. When the snail makes contact with its victim, it delivers an acidic slime that penetrates armor and deals 4d20 acid damage. The snail then withers away. This is... First so, of all, thank you, Brittany. Second, <laughs> isn't isn't this that, like, age-old internet question that spawned the It Follows movie? Yeah, I... <laughs> have you heard... that? Now we got to do some uh, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, this question, the snail. The, mm -hmm. It started, I think, although it's now morphed, it started as you get like a million dollars or $10 million or some amount of money. Mm -hmm. And then there is a snail that for the rest of your life will follow you. And if the snail touches you, can kill you or not can kill you. It will kill you. Correct. Um, which is a old Internet thing, at least a decade old at this point. I thought it popped out first on like the Rooster Teeth podcast, wasn't it? It might have been. I mean, I've heard some people claim that they heard it before that, but that's the first place I remember hearing it. thing with the TikTok one is they have morphed it into you live forever, but the snail kills you when the snail touches you. I actually like that more than the billion dollars one, because then you have this conundrum of if you manage to successfully, say, 
I don't know, encase it in concrete and drop it in the middle of the ocean. Well, shit, the minute you decide you actually want to die. <laughs> guess what, fucker? <laughs> Not happening it, anytime soon. It's it's two different questions. Because one of them, it's like you got to elude the snail for 70 years. The other one is the snail's always after you. Even if the you snail's drop, always there. Even if you lock the snail in concrete and then drop it in the middle of the ocean, eventually that concrete will, uh, you know, deteriorate, especially if the snail's just kind of ramming into it because the snail is also immortal, uh, just kind of <laughs> ramming into it for, you know, billions of years. Bird chipping away at a diamond mountain, eventually it'll get through. So the snail of solidarity, single use item, it does 4d20 acid damage. Can we uh, um can we just say it is locked in like a uh, a jar? Because that's what they always say is just stick to the snail in a jar. Because that'll at least take it a little while to work its way out of. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, works on a on a determined scale of 1d20 rounds. I assume the DM rolls secretly, and then from there it's just anyone's guess how quickly that snail's gonna make it. I like the idea of a. Uh, uh, a boss fight going so long that it might as well be a battle of entropy and you're really just wondering whether it's going to TPK you, you're going to kill it, or the snail's going to kill it. Uh, then again, I feel like any fight of that caliber is not going to be won by 4d20 damage, but, but... It at least would be useful if you're fighting a dragon. 4d20 damage is probably going to be substantial. I mean, it rounds out to being... You know, around 45. It doesn't make any account for if the target's in the air. I'm wondering if it just moves in a straight line. It just, it always moves in the shortest direct line <laughs> through three-dimensional space. Sometimes just crawling on thin air. What's another item we can throw at this? What about a one? The rubber ducky of dourness. Oh my god. <laughs> this magic item is made of rubber and resembles a bright yellow duck. The duck has a dour expression on its face. When held, the wielder... We'll begin to sob uncontrollably. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes we get these episodes on this show. Um, like this one, where our items are a rubber duck and a snail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of times, I'd say probably nine times out of ten, we get some good items that are, you know, useful and worthwhile, but... Just this, uh, occasionally it's just, I don't even, uh, we got dragons that are luring mm -hmm. you to your death. It's our famous quest giver bad uh, scenario that we love so much. The quest giver yes. in this one is bad. And I, I love that. I love when the quest giver is bad. What I don't so much love is when our other two options are snail in a jar and rubber duck. That makes no, you no, sad. No, 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 no. We can figure this out. Oh, we have to figure this out. We've never had an obstacle that we couldn't get past. Now, this this party has been tricked by a halfling disguised as a dragon. It picks particularly nope, weak-looking... Excuse me. Uh, a dragon disguised as a halfling who preys on the weak, gives them the old quest hook to go find the dragon where they are inevitably going to die. How do we start incorporating the items in here? I like the rubber ducky of dourness. Because it seems like the perfect trap. I, I like in, all of them. I think they're all individually great. I just, <laughs> working them together is harder than normal. I think in the dragon's lair is a good place to have the rubber ducky of dourness because this does the equivalent of the sympathy spell um, where you are 
so overwhelmed by emotion that you have no choice but to just lie down and cry. Alternatively, you're trying to get the rubber ducky. Once you find out that it is a dragon that you're going into, you're like, let's get this rubber ducky into the dragon sword. And that's, then that's I definitely don't what, an avenue. I don't know what uh, purpose that serves. This is either the way that you can make it a winnable boss fight or a means of fleeing. Because the sympathy spell, if I'm not mistaken, as long as you are suffering from it, you could potentially die there from it. Okay, so we're going with the rubber ducky will make you sad enough that you just don't. It, this is just depression. Yes, you've got I'm, the not, rubber I'm not ducky, kidding. This, this has... <laughs> you will just the, the, lay in bed all day. <laughs> the spell ant antipathy or sympathy, it's an eighth level spell. And it's so strong that it's a very deadly trap. There's a dungeon in a published adventure, um, little known indie hit called Curse of Strahd, where there is a statue that if you look at it, if you enter the room with it, you are subjected to such overwhelming sadness that all you want to do is cuddle up next to the other several skeletons next to this statue and lie down and die. Just wait there until you starve to death. And if the entire party gets roped into that, sorry, the game's over. <laughs> that's a TPK because you all just sit there and starve to death. Yeah, that's not bad, honestly. Now, that being said, everyone has to fail a wisdom save and... Everyone has to assume that there's no allies that are going to come get you out. I had a near TPK because only one person <laughs> had like a grappling hook that they then <laughs> did like a chain of monkeys grabbing each other's arms and pulled each other out with. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, def the, the rubber ducky of Dourness uh, casts the sympathy spell on you. The duration of that alone is 10 days, but I'm thinking it's just as long as you hold it. That'll be active more than long enough to starve a person to death. Maybe mm. that's where you find it, is in the clutches of a um, starved person. <laughs> little grim, little haunting, but... Yeah, it's not... Um, it's November 2nd. I mean, it's the first when we're recording this, but... Well, that means today it's the Day of the Dead. Oh, you're right. So we can still be spooky. Um, yes. <laughs> Next week, though, it's all back to the Feywild. Mm-hmm. So you get the rubber ducky, which is the idea that you use it to kill the dragon, or is it just a trap? Because you have... Both. Okay. It's a trap that if you can survive it, becomes a MacGuffin that is capable of bringing this dragon down. Okay. Because if you resist it, I imagine you can just hold it. Or you can you can pack that it up and take sense. it with you. I mean, honestly, a dragon's probably going to have a decent wisdom save. If not legendary resistance, just, you know, plot armor. Mm -hmm. They should have called that plot armor. I'm realizing now that's what it is. And this is such an... E it's not necessarily a trap that's going to kill the party i think the way you do this is the introduction to the rubber ducky is you're going to find the corpse that's holding it in a dangerous area um mm -hmm. and then while someone reaches out to touch it if they do touch it um then they're going to be hit with the sympathy spell that same moment go ahead and make things interesting by adding a combat encounter because if it's just the rubber ducky it's as simple as oh i'm oh, gonna like yeah, yeah, yeah. shake my friend and snap him out of it there's no way everyone's going to individually grab the thing and then TPK. But then once you beat the combat, you're like, oh, well, this rubber ducky clearly is kind of some kind of curse. You can choose to, if you're smart enough, use a, like, say, a mage hand to pick it up and put it in a bag. So I think it's just got to be touch contact with it. Following that. The snail. <laughs> and then snail. Now we got to figure out snail. Maybe you get the, maybe the snail is part of the dragon's horde and you use that to kill the halfling. Where you think you use that to kill the halfling, and then the halfling is also a dragon. Okay. Why are you killing the halfling? Because they sent you to your 
Yeah. And they're just going to show up there and you're going to be like, no, how dare you? Go, you go back to kill them. Oh, I see. You're, so once you beat the dragon, you then leave the den. You give the dragon the rubber ducky. The dragon's all like, I'm so sad. Did you know that this was a whole plot to get you killed because you're so weak? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. here's this snail in a jar. It'll kill anybody. And then the party's like, yeah, let's go kill the halfling. And then you do, and you plop the snail on him, and he's like, oh, no, I'm a dragon. I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. I'm think I, I think I'm delirious. <laughs> let's say the snail is something that you find in the dragon's lair. You're suggesting there's an epilogue encounter, perhaps, where you go get revenge on the halfling, because the dragon's like, I can't believe these fucking bozos just got me. What I'm going to mm-hmm. do is I'm going to send him back to a spot where I know I'm going to find him in 10 days once the spell wears off (laughs) and then i'm gonna go meet them again in my disguise form and when they come to kill me i have given them this useless item Mm -hmm. because why else would it give them the snail you know Uh uh-huh unless it's just sitting in the dragon's horde on like a series of pedestals of like my first second and third favorite items in this horde and the party (laughs) has a chance to swipe all three of those on their way out (laughs) then it makes total sense that it's a good snail I mean, yeah, I think any of that works. Green dragons do. Let's see. They've got a grasping root layer action. Uh, they dwell in forests, so they do like a little tangled growth kind of thing. What are some other regional effects? Thickets form labyrinth passages within one mile of the green dragon's lair. It acts as a 10-foot high, 10-foot thick wall that blocks line of sight. So you could do a maze challenge. Maybe you could even throw the ducky in that. What are you throwing the duck in the maze? I'm thinking maybe that's where the guy died. Like he, it's it's a dead oh, end passage or something, and he found I it, see. and that's where he died. I, I thought you said you were saying that like the party goes into the maze, and they were like, "Screw this! Here's a ducky." Rodents and birds within one mile of the dragon's lair serve as the dragon's eyes and ears. Deer and other large game are strangely absent, hinting hmm. at the presence of an unnaturally hungry predator. Hmm. Don't know what that has to do with snails. Yeah, I thought there was going to be something there. I think I saw deer and other large game have gone missing, and I thought, what if the snail did it? (laughs) (laughs) What if it's just a snail that you come across? Yes. Okay. I love this. I love this, actually. Your party member has fallen over with the the sympathy spell. Start the combat music. Roll initiative. A snail crawls out of the skeleton's eye. It's like after several minutes, you see it come out of the edge of the brush. It's 30 feet away and it's slowly approaching. 20 what? rounds later, party has no clue why the combat music's going. The only thing you're narrating is a snail. Okay, I like this. But according, the ducky is- according to the description you gave, you can't fight the snail. No, you can't. It just, once it touches you, you're going to take that 4d20 damage. It becomes a timer. Yes, this is a ticking time bomb. Oh, the party has God. no choice but to flee from that encounter or subvert it with a bucket. Well, then again, no, no, no. It, it is guaranteed to reach you in 1d20 rounds. <laughs> well, but if you put the bucket on it, then it could still reach you, just not get through the bucket, right? Uh, my thought is, since this thing does so much acid damage, it just corrodes its way through the bucket. It leaves a snail-shaped hole in it. I... Could, mm. How do we f- how do we feel about the Monty Python esque killer snail I encounter? Mean, I I love this encounter. I'm just thinking. I like the idea of you put the bucket on it, and then later on during the final fight or whatever, you know, you're fighting the dragon, and then the DM at some point's just like, "Hey, character with the highest passive perception." As you're in the middle of this fight, you look over <laughs> and you notice a bucket, and it's got a snail shaped <laughs> hole. 
burned through it. I like this. <laughs> Any anything the party does to try and like squish it or put it on top of it. Once you're at the dragon boss fight, several rounds later, describe yeah for that that highest passive. Like if they say they'd put a big concrete block around it somehow, like I don't know, mold stone. You can hear the grinding of stone on stone <laughs> as this big block is wedging its way through the the boss chamber door. And then once the rock gets stuck, the snail just acidically oozes out from the middle of it in a little <laughs> snail hole. It's here. Oh no, you have two terrible monsters. Also, you've now got a concrete block blocking your way out of the room. Oh lord, and I maybe, maybe, hear me out, the snail, once it gets sight of the dragon, is willing to go for the dragon instead, purely because... The snail was once the greatest predator of these woods, but now all the deer have been eaten by the dragon. Maybe you gotta roll some sort of charisma. It's called the snail of solidarity, right? Mm -hmm. So you've gotta roll a charisma check to convince it. But here's the thing. It's easily convinced. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. All yes, it's it's very, very amicable, the snail of the, solidarity. It's It's easily convinced so long as you can convince it that you're working together as a team. Uh, much like all magic items, there's got to be a little old man's face on this thing somehow. I'm thinking the snail shell, where it's normally like a little swirl. It's like a like a little philosopher's face. <laughs> but like a guy who looks like he's had a really rough week at work. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, we did it. Uh, what do we call this one? Um, a, a snail's pace. Thanks for choosing one shot, one quill. I guess uh, snail's pace is what we got this week. Mm. You can you can avoid reviewing us on iTunes this week. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, though. Uh, ben, is there anybody you'd like to thank in particular? Maybe a uh, musical yeah. artist? Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Morgan the Bard for our theme song, Alatavarito Guglier, off the album Lost in Time. Uh, if you would like to send us suggestions that hopefully mesh better mesh together better than they did this week you can do so on our twitter at dnd pod that is at symbol d n d p o d tweet us or dm us i don't care throw a rock through my window with a note attached to it with what you would like to see in the episode you could do that too spencer lives at five five wait hang on gastro ben, stop. Lane, i don't know how to believe things <laughs>